Well, hi everyone, David McLeod here with my good friend, Lina Orlando, where we are doing what we call wake up calls. And uh, oh, I'm so excited because today we have, I mean, there's just so much going on in the world. And, you know, I think Lina for the first time in a long time, I actually feel really optimistic. You know, I like most people, I think with the coronavirus and all the other crap that we've been dealing with, I'm sure there's been a lot of darkness and people have probably been feeling that sense of, of doom and depression and, you know, the downward pressure. But ever since uh, Donald Trump announced the declassification of these documents, I mean, all of a sudden I, I just felt myself open up. I said, oh, do you know what that means? I got so excited. I couldn't believe it. Have you been feeling the same thing? Well, I, I have been excited for a very, very long time because I, as a student of truth, a student of awakening, a student of, of consciousness and light, whatever the heck you want to call it, I, I, I know the end game. The end game is everyone returns to the awareness of the truth of who we are. However, while we're in this human experience, we have taken the blue pill to deliberately keep ourselves from knowing that we're inside of this virtual matrix. So for me, I'm excited because I know that. And as, as a student of The Course in Miracles, that is abundantly clear that we are safe in the mind of the creative source, whatever you want to call it. However, Inside of this game of being human, this game of separation, I have been excited about what is happening to humanity the most ever since Bernie Sanders was cheated for the second time by the DNC. Because when he was cheated out of that nomination, I was following him because I, I really believe that we all should share. We all, we all should operate at, on a level playing field. That, that was abundantly clear to me was his overall message. Now, was his consciousness there? Were his tactics there? Was the team there? No, no, these people don't understand uh, from, from my perspective, the oneness from that spiritual place that I understand it but I was hopeful that he was going to be able to shift the collective so that we could start operating from that, that level of oneness. So when he was cheated yet again, inside of this grand illusion we call life, I, I saw that, okay, this is a sign to me. This is twice that this has happened to this man. I understand the tactics of the DNC. I have been following they're cheating ways they you know and and of course the R, the rnc is the same way the republicans and democrats it's all the same thing it's all a game it's consciousness expressing itself so when when bernie did not get the nomination that had me pay more attention to what trump is up to because i want to play the game with awareness you know it, that that's what's fun about being awake to what is happening is i get to play it there's there's no emotional reactions for me anymore it's just okay i want to see i want to see how the game works no different than playing monopoly game with the rules when you have the rules it makes the game a lot more fun because you understand the strategy so i started following trump and i started becoming more educated on what he's doing and as i became more educated i became even more clear of the ways that the ego mind when humans operate from the ego mind what we do to one another is pretty vicious 
And that's what we're waking up to the awareness that part of the viciousness of the human game is when we have ego as our master, we block God. And if you think of God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it, the life force as the essence of love, well, anything that follows the ego blocks love. Therefore, it's going to be selfish. It's going to be um, self-centered. It's going to be greedy. It's going to be dark. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be all satisfaction for the self alone. So as I began to pay attention to Trump, I began to pay attention to a collective consciousness, a caring about people, like a caring about what happens to America and the world. And once I began to really pay attention, I wasn't listening to to the the, the news, the fake news. So I didn't have my mind wasn't programmed to hate Trump like people who follow mainstream media are. So I was completely open to what what the players doing. And oh my goodness, that's when I started getting excited. So it hasn't been that long ago. When when did Bernie this happened to Bernie back in the fall maybe of last year and earlier this year, it became clear that that the um the person that the DNC was propping up was Biden. So so let's call it end of the year last year, beginning of this year, I just really got my pom-poms and started cheering for, you know, team humanity because right. that's what's what's happening is Trump is a player who's who's leading the charge to move humanity. I'm going to I'm not going to say that he's here to move humanity, but he is busting down the barrier that kept humanity from moving forward. And that barrier is the corruption in, in our government. But yeah, yeah. That, so that's what's exciting to me. Well, I can resonate with pretty much everything you've said. I, um, uh, although I won't, uh, I won't say that I was uh, a, a Bernie fan. I won't, I won't admit that because uh, I, I could, in my mind, I saw the, the socialist leanings that he had, and I and and having experienced some socialism myself when living in Canada, I already know some of what that is like. Um, what I have witnessed happening is, first of all, I've been aware of this globalist agenda for total domination of the world uh, for many years, and you know, I guess in my own mind, I was thinking. What we have to do is we have to raise our own individual consciousness. We have to elevate ourselves. And in doing that, hopefully we raise the consciousness of the other people around us. So that was kind of how I was operating. And, and yes, to some extent that was working. And I know that you and I have both been doing a lot of that work over the last 15, 20 years. So we have been doing our part to try and raise consciousness and raise awareness. So that part has been happening. Now, when someone like like Bernie Sanders came along, you know, I think the th some of the things that he says in his message, I agree with you. Some of those things are important. I, I do want people to all have health care. I want people to have to all have decent uh, support from the justice system. I want everybody to have a level playing field. I think that's very, very important. So in that sense, I do support those those feelings. But we have to come at it from a place of love and, and mutual support where what I have been witnessing over the last, 
I don't know how many years. I, I think I first became aware of it probably about 30 or 40 years ago and thought, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to live my life. And um, as, I've, as I've grown and become more aware over time, I've noticed that the dark side has been, has been getting more and more brazen with the kinds of things that they have been trying to do to shut down consciousness, to, to shut down awareness, to keep us from knowing the truth of who we really are. Yeah. So that what they end up doing is they, they're trying very, very hard. And even today, they're still trying very, very hard to enslave us. And that's kind of what this whole COVID thing is all about, you know, putting, putting us into lockdown, forcing us to wear masks, forcing us to separate from one another. It's all about isolation so that we seem or, or, or we believe that we are powerless as individuals to do anything about this. And so that's kind of their strategy. And I thank God that we've, we've got this Q organization who I shouldn't say Q, this is probably going to get uh, banned now. I'll say 17 instead. The 17 organization has started the, the, a literal fight to take down the globalists. And they've, they've uh, gathered all kinds of intelligence from a lot of different sources. And now that they're going to start declassifying this information so that we, the people, can see the truth of how these Satanists and various other evil people have been operating. That's what I'm excited about because it means we absolutely can win this now. And I feel so much better than before where I had all my doubts showing up and all that. So maybe I didn't have quite the level of enthusiasm that you did. I certainly didn't get any pom-poms out, but now I'm ready to start shaking those pom-poms. Well, you know, and, and it's one of the reasons I love having these conversations with you is because we are both coming at this from our own unique perspectives. Yeah. And and th but they 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 match. They're they're very well matched. And for me, what I enjoy about the observation of what is happening is, as a student of consciousness, I look at everything as nothing more than the game of energy. It's the play of energy. It's the play of light and dark. When I use the Course in Miracles to view all of this. There are no bad people. There are no good people. There are just people at various stages of awareness, people at various levels of alignment with the with love, with source, with light. So the the globalist, the you know, deep state, whatever you want to call it, is nothing more to me than about as low as one can go in our consciousness. It is a position of power, of a lot of money, and disconnection from love, disconnection from, from truth, from light, from oneness. So of course, the more money, the more power you have, the more suffering you can appear to be inflicting upon everybody else, who in the realm of all that is, is a willing participant. So when you say we're being enslaved, well, yes and no. We're all souls who chose to be on this planet at this time. So there is a willing choice to be here. But while we're here, we appear to be waking up and it is our role to be our brother's keepers. It is our role to assist one another in the remembering of, you know, who we are. This is the whole point of the movie, The Matrix. Morpheus was helping Neo because I know you're, you're a fan of the movie, too. 
I, I don't think that there's a movie that depicts what's going on to humanity better than that movie. So Morpheus was assisting Neo, as was, was um, I forget the good, Trinity. All, all of the members were assisting one another in, in facilitating the awakening of one, Neo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one backwards. We are here to help each other wake up. So when I look at what's happening out there, it is in essence an opportunity for a mass awakening because it, it, it's not fun to play the game with just a handful of people winning. It's no longer fun to be oppressed. So this declassification of documents, it is a massive opportunity for those who have not been seeing what's been going on to now have a harder time denying how powerful we are when we are asleep because we hand power over to somebody else. So we have to choose to wake up and reclaim that power. And what is about to happen with this, this or, or is already happening to those who are paying attention is that we're gonna begin to see how, the, how it is that a small group of people have kept so many, so many oppressed. And, and it's part of something bigger, like you were talking about, you know, the whole COVID thing. It's part of the big scheme, but it's still part of something that is happening because we have powerful people all over the world operating together. And most people don't, don't understand how that works. Right. Yeah. And that, that's very true. I think um, most, I would say most people are in, are either in denial about what is going on. Uh, they may actually be uh, uh, actively refusing to look at it, actively denying it. And, you know, people are, um, how do you, how do you say, caught up in their own desire for things the way they want them to be. And they see Trump as orange man bad, and they cannot look past that. They can't look past that. They are stuck in their current way of thinking. So we have been trying to raise awareness about this for, for years and, well, at least certainly for the, for the most part in, in recent months anyway. And uh, I noticed when I started posting on my Facebook page, so many of my liberal friends pushed back and, and basically said, how can you support that, that racist, horrible, misogynistic, you know, and, yeah. and they would just put all these labels on them. And I said, have you looked really what's going on? But they don't want to do that. And so yeah. we have been talking about all this stuff that's been going on. We've been talking about things like, you know, Pizzagate, which everybody says, oh yeah, just another conspiracy theory, right? And uh, so the Pizzagate thing got shut down and people were told not to look there. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then the same thing with, uh, you know, the, the whole Russia hoax thing uh, the, and Hillary's emails, all that stuff. We've been, they've been shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. Well, now, now that the documents are being declassified, mainstream media can no longer deny their existence and the people are going to have to look at it for themselves and they're going to see, okay, maybe these guys weren't real tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists after all. Maybe they really were trying to tell us something that we should have heard. That's what well, I think is happening. 
and it is and as within so without and it's the same disconnect that happens inside of us when we have the voice of um our ego in in our soul and we we believe in in goodness in a certain way and then you know people who are like i was I've, I've never been affiliated with a political party but i have balanced between actually i voted for all four parties at one point or another i i have voted for all four and when our mind is not aligned with with truth only and align with source, align with God, whatever you want to call it. When we're not in alignment with the essence of our goodness, our mind becomes conflicted. Our mind become has double standards. Is and the first thing that we want to do to protect our own conflict is to blame somebody else. You're the one with a conflict. So when we got, uh, you know, people who. Who are researching what's been going on in the gay called, you know, tinfoil people, tinfoil hat people, whatever that is. It's because it's a denial of our own inability to really look to see what's happening. So we don't want somebody else to look and see what's happening. So all of right. this stuff is a game of projection. And when we can see the, the projection, the denial of information is nothing more than somebody who is who has something to hide i mean that's it anybody who is protecting information has something to hide because those who have nothing to hide have nothing to hide you know that there would be nothing to hide so what is going to be coming out is nothing more than giving us on the human game the evidence that is necessary for the minds that are conflicted to move out of conflict because so many of these these liberals um label them liberals all of these things that i'm using are our terms are part of you know terms for the game but these liberals who are all about um protecting the environment and protecting people don't understand that the the political party that they're supporting does more to harm people, does more to harm the environment. Yeah. But if your mind is brainwashed into believing with, you know, just giving you, all, feeding you all kinds of talking points, how we care about the environment and the new green deal and, or the old green deal or the, this green deal, that green deal. And all you hear is we're, we're taking care of a green deal. What happens to a mind that is disconnected from source is you don't do the research. You don't go below the surface to find out, well, what the heck is in this new green deal or whatever it is. Because our minds are by virtue when our ego runs them are lazy. We just wanna be spoon fed. And if you spoon feed me something that feels good because naturally we do know what feels good. What Lots feels of sugar good, and salt. Connected. Totally. But what feels good, we we innately know. We want to be safe. We want to be connected. We want a clean planet. So as long as your mind is being fed that information, you're not going to go deep inside to question it, because inherently in the the ego's way of playing the game, there is no curiosity. There is only controlling circumstances. So if you feed me what I need to, um, I got things under control. There is no questioning. So when you shift to those whose minds are in a state of, I'm going to say more awareness, open to more in curiosity, you don't want 
something external controlling you. You are you have inner control within you. There is an, uh, an ability to self-regulate and there's an ability to to sense truth and not truth which makes you willing to go out there and research and ask questions and go down below the surface. So really what's at play here to me is minds that have been so controlled that are really afraid to look behind the, the curtain and minds that have awakened to the point that they understand that you cannot rely on another human to tell you the truth. You've got mm -hmm. to go research it for yourself. So what's coming out those who who enjoy the research are ecstatic about that. And those who want to be spoon fit are not going to like it one bit because it's going to go against the very thing that they have been denying it's possible mm -hmm. to protect those who control them. Because right. when they control them, they give them a false sense of safety. And yeah. in our ego mind, our our safety comes from the outside. When you're grounded in the truth of who you are, your safety comes because you're lying too. Uh, a knowingness that is that is you know higher than you. Um, so anyhow, that that's my perspective on this. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Um, something that I saw recently. This is before uh, the president started the, the process of declassifying these documents. He went through that that whole process where he was in Walter Reed Hospital, going through his own little experiment experiment uh, or adventure, if you like, with. Uh, as he said, with COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it, he said those words and I thought, hmm, interesting. But he, part of that, part of that adventure, I, I don't know if you remember this, but he, there was a, there was a video of him uh, in a really very, very heavily armed, uh, uh, armored vehicle where he was sitting in the back seat and he had a black mask on his face. There was that scene. Yeah. Then... Later on, we had another scene of him outside on the balcony of the White House with a white mask on. And then, of course, he just ripped that mask off and then he gave a salute to the to the Marines or to the I mean, that whole scenario to me was full of beautiful symbology. Yeah. You know, the black mask inside this armored vehicle was kind of like yeah. the symbol of where we are today. We're in darkness and we're kind of wrapped yeah. up in this hard thing. Control and coming out of here. We're coming out now. We are coming outside and we're coming into the light. That's yeah. where the white mask shows up. And then to rip the mask off altogether as if to say, you are now free to be yourself, to express yourself, to... I thought this was just an absolutely amazing, amazing gesture by the president. And I think he's a lot more enlightened than we give him credit for. That's personally my judgment. And the fact that he stood there and saluted for a long time, I think he was saluting the people. I think he was giving us all an uplifting message, telling us, come on, folks, it's time to really stand up and take control of yourselves and your life because we are going where no one's ever been before. And that is such a necessary uh, understanding that we have to come to is that 
it is we the people each individual the awakening process nobody awakens you you awaken from within you are the one who has to be willing to to enter into this journey of awakening which is nothing more than questioning everything that you believed that had you think you are some some insignificant little puppet some cog in the machine some frankly the best word that can be used for somebody who's asleep is somebody who's a slave because when you are asleep you are operating from fear to be asleep is to be unaware of how freaking powerful we are and that is what we're waking up to is questioning all of the systems that have contributed to the domestication the programming the you know whatever you want to call it where the mind since we are in the womb gets trained into disempowerment and as people are beginning to see that we are being encouraged over and over and over again by various means i mean this is what you say this is what i say this is what every true spiritual master says and it is and when i say true spiritual masters because you have to achieve a certain level of awareness that you are the creator of your own reality so your fears your joy everything emanates from within and until you feel that inside you are still looking to the outside to save you and protect you so what i see trump is doing in this whole movement um that that we call q and that that number 17 whatever you want to call it that movement is a movement for sovereignty it's a movement to own your power and you know one of the things that to me that is so amazing that the average american is so really truly ignorant of and i know i was among those until not that long ago but the ignorance that we that we operate under has us not even know our own constitution and you know i i keep the constitution in in it's on my phone it's just one of the things that i like to read on a regular basis and i enjoy going to the constitution because it is for me the the words in the first couple of paragraphs where it says i know we hold these truths to be self-evident inside of that tiny little section i don't know how many sentences there's not that many sentences inside that tiny little section the liberation the happiness the freedom of all beings is guaranteed mm -hmm. so how is it that we have a document written what 250 years ago by beings who who left oppression we're waking up we're becoming sovereign we're taking their power back they land over here on this shore and they write a document that just the first couple of sentences guarantee the freedom of all beings the sovereignty of all beings but yet we don't understand what is in that document and when we do begin to understand that document we we most people don't put two and two together that if we have that document why don't we have those freedoms and one of the most important things that that document guarantees is our happiness. How many happy people do you see in this country? I see a bunch of stressed out, asleep right. people, overworked, overtaxed, slaves, all of us, all of us slaves to a system that we think we're sovereign from, but we are really not. We're really not. So that to me, what, what is coming out in these declassification is for people to begin to see the systematic way
that we have been controlled, the systematic way that we have that we're being lied to, not for us, well, for many people who this is new to them, they're gonna get angry, they're gonna get upset, but that activates the chi, that activates the energy that is necessary. You gotta get pissed off before you come alive. That's just plain and simple. Yeah, right. Dead people don't get pissed off, but alive people at some point got pissed off enough to remove the scales off their eyes. And that energy propels us into, into expecting our sovereignty, but not from somebody outside of us, but it's a sovereignty that we're claiming within. That sovereignty is, is really, frankly, does not happen if you don't have self-love. So you gotta love yourself enough to want to free yourself. And most people are too afraid to love themselves. They just want safety. They want, you know, big daddy and government to save them. And it's just not going to happen. Right. Well, if, if you, um, I mean, I know some people follow the Bible and believe in, you know, the teachings of the Bible and the teachings of Jesus and all that. And I think there's a lot of wisdom there for sure. Um, I, I recently bought a book called uh, Q and 1,000 Years of Peace. It's basically the takedown of the cabal and reclaiming the, the kingdom of Christ by force. And um, it's a very, very, very interesting book that takes a look at Revelation, just mainly the book of Revelation, from a whole new perspective in the context of what's happening today. And uh, it, it actually is a very, very optimistic look at life and, uh, and, and what's, what's going to happen as people, more and more people start waking up. Um, but one of the things that I, you know, in terms of this, this whole idea is the, the constitution that we have is really an, an incredible, and I think a, a divine document that was, uh, that was written, well, like you say, about 250 years ago by some people who, who had a moment of immediate and, and beautiful brilliance. And it's, a, it's an awesome document. And, um, but I think that the, the dark side wanted to try and, and somehow uh, co-opt that document and make it do what they wanted. In other words, there were still people in the dark side who, who were interested in serving their own personal interests, uh, maybe a small group of them, I don't know how big they are, and the way they see doing this is by enlisting people like you and me who are willing to sell our souls and who are willing to say, I'm, I'm going to give that up in, in exchange for fame, fortune, and all these riches that are promised to me. And how many people have fallen into that trap? That's yeah. the thing. And this is what we're seeing now today is those very people who sold their souls are the ones that are starting to fall. And we're seeing, seeing celebrities falling, we're seeing um, uh, political leaders falling, we're seeing religious leaders falling, we're seeing all these people all over the planet starting the, the, the big fall so that the rest of us can, can recognize how we may have allowed ourselves to be enslaved by this thing and how we can now reclaim our sovereignty, as you say. So it's... It's amazing to me how all these things are all coming together at, at, at just this point in time. It's just, it's fabulous. It's fabulous because the collective 
the, the collective of the separate humans, so, so the billions of us on the planet, have have achieved a level of awareness because everything happens collectively. We we are one, as Jesus called us, the sonship. There is one humanity. There is when we think of ourselves as as the collective, more of us that are recognizing that our sovereignty comes from our alignment with source. Our sovereignty is granted to us by the creative source who created us in its image. When we enter into this journey to discover what is the image of the creator, well, it, you know, we've complicated this too much. The what, what is the creator? The creator creates. That's what the creator is. It's a creative source that extends. And when you understand that source spirit, whatever the heck you want to call it, it's so funny that we have to say that, isn't that? You know, uh, that, that, that's what we call it, what you want to call it. The creative source inside of us seeks to extend and because it loves all that it creates it extends equally to all that it creates it doesn't bind it doesn't judge it doesn't it doesn't take away from anybody it just creates through extension it's one of the principal teachings in a course in miracles what does our constitution guarantee that all men are created equal endowed by the creator going here we go we're made in the image of the creator endowed by the creator, the same inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, so these three things, life, extension, liberty, freedom to go out and play, happiness, because it's joyful to go out. Yeah. So what, what do the dark forces do? It's our egoic mind that creates a circle around itself, calls it an identity, calls it a separate sense of me, and, and makes itself small. When right. we make ourselves small, we cut ourselves off, not not really, truly not possible, but in our mind, we cut ourselves off from receiving that creative source that extends us. So we contract, we suppress our creative abilities. Once you suppress your creative abilities, you suppress your chi, your life force, your your essence, love goes away when you confine and become defined there is nothing left for you to do but fear so the collective of humanity has been individual you know almost eight billion individual separate little fearful people running around the planet easily to control those who do not know their true identity so for for thousands of years while we're under the spell of separation, we have been manipulated and controlled because we're seeking one thing and one thing only. And that is to feel safe because we don't remember our truth. When we don't remember our truth, we don't know that freedom is our safety. We don't. We do right. not remember that freedom and extension is what, what allows us to be safe. So what is happening? People are being controlled and confined into their little houses, confined into their little communities. This whole COVID um, situation is just an opportunity for us to see that if we trusted the creative source, healing would happen from within, not from outside of you. So when we are controlled into and domesticated into this sense of separation and, and um, division, we are such easy targets. It, it's absolutely mind boggling how well you know and i say that only because now i see it but when i was totally unaware when i was completely unconscious when i had no freaking clue that the creative source is in me that i and the father are one father mother god 
are one, I too bought into, I needed the government to protect me. I needed the doctor to cure me. I needed the, the school system to educate me. I needed the priest to let me know how I could connect with God. So it takes a long time of questioning right. how your mind has been conditioned before you can feel comfortable enough to come out of your little circle. But this declassification of documents is going to make a lot of people pop out of the illusion um, that they have been under because the ones that they thought kept them safe, now it's going to become very clear. That they interested. were the cause of the problem in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to me that, um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the whole the whole game is really that. It's a game. Yeah. It's you a know, game. life, liberty, and I don't even like to say pursuit of because happiness is right there when we when we connect into the truth of who we are. We don't have to pursue it at all. Um, and and the other piece is you know you were talking about this this uh, this process of separation and 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 isolation and everything as a we don't or or we have this illusion that love goes away. Well, of course, love never goes away. Love is always there. Our connection to source is always there. It's just the ego mind that gives us this 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 lie that we are separate from it, and therefore we need to be kept safe. And so yeah. even safety itself is a complete illusion. Exactly. It, it's 100% an illusion because there's nothing to be safe from. And it's, it's totally made up. I want to acknowledge what Elliot just said, that playfulness helps with the questioning. Absolutely. When we come to a level of awareness that this is all a game, it, it is all a play of energy, the playfulness kicks in. But for the billions that think that this illusion is real, for the billions that really believe their safety comes from the government or the WHO or the UN or the CDC or, or you know, this organization or the central bank or, or whatever, when we're believing that our safety exists by an outside source, we are going to be in terror. The playfulness cannot come in. Well, back to what, what I said earlier. To be playful, you've got to be comfortable questioning. You've got to be comfortable being curious. But when you are serious, there's no curiosity. You're just defending what you believe is so. And if you believe that you know this particular politician is your source of safety, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there could be a better source of safety. If that's the one that you have latched your safety to, you will not question which is what has happened to us. And I'm only going to speak about America because this is the place that I know. We have been conditioned to believe stupid things like trickle-down economics that never trickle down, um, that, that the government was cared through the EPA, Environmental Protection Act, to keep our water sources safe, clean, blah, blah, blah. These are the same organizations that polluted, that, that uh, you know do the fracking, that do the the chemtrails that that allow for the GMOs, the genetically modified foods. So we have to be in a place of willingness to question everything. But you yeah. know what's really fascinating? We will not be able to question anything until we are willing to, to just entertain the thought, what if what I'm believing is wrong? which the ego does not do. The ego will never admit 
anything but righteousness, even in, in its victimhood. Oh, you know, you know, I, I, I can't question anything. Um, I, I, I have to be right about my disempowerment. But the willingness to question what you believe is the most powerful tool to get out of this insanity because the need to be right is the most seductive part of the ego mind. Yeah. Because since we were little, we got trained that the right people got rewarded and the wrong ones got punished. And we don't want to punish our own selves because we still have the memories of the punishment that we receive from mother, father, preacher, teacher, whoever. And that just that little tidbit, if you're willing to question your own thoughts, just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't Absolutely. mean it's right. Yeah, this but is it one thing definitely I teach. affects you. Yeah, I, I teach my people, and, and I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, every belief is a limiting belief. All of them. Because the moment you believe X, you immediately exclude the possibility of not X. And this is why I, I try to teach people, stop believing altogether. Instead, if you want, you can have a theory about something. And so when some new evidence comes up that maybe contradicts your theory, you can now find a way to adjust the theory or bring that new evidence in. But as long as you hold a belief, you're going to reject the new evidence. That's yeah. just the way it works. A belief is, a, is an ego construct that we can easily um, dismantle if we choose to. And it, it really does take, this is where I think true courage comes in because that's what it is. It's going to come from the heart. Yeah. And, and when we have courage, then we understand that we can conquer any fear and therefore safety is irrelevant because fear is irrelevant. Yeah. 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 Elliot, great question. What if everything I believe about myself is wrong and it will be wrong as long as, like David was saying, it, it, it's a construct. If it's a belief, if it's solidified, it becomes defining and it will be wrong because anything that uses symbols, it cannot possibly allow for all that is that is possible when it is not defined. And that that's why, you know, awakening, nobody can help anybody awaken because it is a feeling, it's a knowingness, it's a sensation that goes so beyond what can be defined. And um, Kishland, I love seeing you joining us. So staying in the question is where our power is. There oh, are I, so I many totally resonate. Yeah, I resonate yes. with that a lot. The, I think the, the, probably there is nothing more powerful than a question. Yeah. You know, because the answer is some is is temporary. It's illusory, and it's going to shift moment by moment. So as you as you stay in the question, you are staying into that place of curiosity, which therefore allows you to have that sense of adventure. And adventure yeah. leads to playfulness. It leads to joy. It leads to happiness. So yeah. absolutely, stay in the question. Yes, because the question allows you to go beyond the the confined, defined um, ideas that we have, which always, you know, if there's a belief, there's control. There's always anything that defines and confines creates a circle around you. You're never free when you create a circle, put your beliefs over there in the circle and put yourself out. That doesn't happen. The what what confines us is these ideas that we have and we solidify with our need to be right because we have not been taught to stay like little children, curious. 
our minds have been conditioned into submission and in submission what we seek for is 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 protection always we want to be protected we want to be protected um, from the bullies and we want to be safe because we you know it's not fun to be a victim but when when we're in that state of needing to be protected from the bullies guess what it creates a bully your exactly. mind has allowed for a bully right. so there is just so much that we have to unpack and you know one of the things that i love about this whole idea of declassifying these documents is to me i see that like i've said to you a million times i see what happens out there is what happens inside for me our ego mind this false sense of protection that creates all of these beliefs about who i am and makes me right that false sense of 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 protection is projected out as the government the government to me is that false sense of protection yeah how how does anybody wake up well, you got to declassify your memory. You've got to allow yourself <laughs> to question good. your thoughts, yeah. question your ideas. We got to take an inventory. We got to go on a road trip, you know, a mental road trip back into the recesses of our memories and see who said what, how did this come about? We have to piece together, kind of like Hansel and Gretel. We got to follow the breadcrumbs back to the origin of our safety so that then we can see how did we get out of that safety. So declassifying documents is declassifying memory. Same same thing. To yeah, find I the wanna, truth. I want to I go into that just a little bit because you said something that just triggered a an amazing thought, and I think it was also triggered partly by is that Kelland Kelland Wing? No, Kishland. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, the word fractals of truth. I love that statement yeah. because that's really what it is. And a fractal, if people don't know it, is something that is self-similar. So you can make smaller copies of it and bigger copies. It's anyway. So th this idea, you mentioned the idea of declassifying your memories. And I thought, okay, there's two meanings there. That The one, the obvious one that we've been talking about is removing the labels of secrecy and confidentiality and all the other stuff to, to make things transparent. But there's another aspect to declassifying, which is to stop classifying yeah. your memories. In other words, quit putting them into categories and boxes and, and stuff. And that's, that's oh, that's such a beautiful image that you talk about declassifying in that sense. So yeah. thank you for that. It just beautiful explosion of awareness. I like that. Yes, well, you know, it, whoever said it, I can't remember who it's somewhere in the Bible, it's, it's in there. But as within, so without, as above, so below. Everything is a, a mirror. The, the, there is no otherness. When we understand the oneness, all of it is that beautiful, I forget what's that word, hologram, I think is what they call well, it. Not only hologram, but also to get back to what Chilan was saying. Kishan. Yeah. Fractal. Yeah. Yeah, so say more about how is it, uh, say more about the fractal, paint a bigger picture of what a fractal is for somebody who may not be as familiar with that. Okay, well, fractals are, are pretty interesting structures. Uh, and in fact, it's, it's a whole uh, realm of science now, mathematics primarily, but also computer science. Uh, but a fractal, I think the term first came into being from a guy by the name of Francois Mandelbrot, who was a French uh, mathematician 
who really pioneered the, the study of fractals. And you may have heard about the Mandelbrot set. Uh, these are the ones that, that are the colorized, beautiful colorized images that uh, people have made using one extremely simple um, uh, mathematical equation. It represents an iteration, if you like, so that the current iteration is based on something that happened in the previous iteration. And that happens over and over an infinite number of times. So mm -hmm. if you imagine uh, one of the uses of this in computer science is we can use simple polygons like a triangle. Just imagine a triangle. And that's so you've got this, you know, three sided shape. And along any one edge of that triangle, you put uh, you split that in half and you pull this out and you make another triangle. So you keep splitting and expanding and you end up with this amazing structure and each piece of course you're, you're, you're cutting it in half so it's reducing the length of each side by half each time. And so consequently you can end up, computer science uses this technique for generating all kinds of shapes just starting with a simple triangle. And it's a, it's a powerful, powerful process. So the, the notion of self-similarity, we have the big truth, but we also have little small uh, representations of that truth. So it's really, yeah, really important. And, and that's what the Course in Miracles teaches is that we all have perspectives of the truth. Yeah. And until you feel truth within you, you cannot know truth. And when you know truth, you don't have to defend it. You know it. It's yours. It's, it's, that's it's right. there. So I looked yeah. up fractal. So let me read. Basically, it's what you said. A fractal is a never-ending pattern. Fractals are infinitely complex patterns that are self-similar across different scales. They are created by repeating a simple process over and over in an ongoing feedback loop. Um, yep. that, that's beautiful. And yes, and it has, um, it, it here it has those triangles that you were talking about. Um, how beautiful. It's very, very, it, it's, it is so simple in its structure and yet it can yeah. lead to some of the most complex structures you can imagine. Yeah, all starting with something all as nature. simple as a triangle. Yeah, every, all nature, everything is made from yeah. these, from fractals and fractals, you could call them, I guess, um, waves or, or particles or whatever, all of that. I'm sure fractals right. are, are part of that. Well, you use the word hologram and a yeah. hologram has a, a similar aspect to it as a fractal in that when you take a, a subset of the hologram, you actually have all the information for the entire picture. That's not quite the same as a fractal, but there's some similar uh, similarities in terms of their relationship. Mm. Well, that's uh, part of how we have been controlled. One of the ways yes. that our mind has been classified is we have been systematically over the thousands of years been kept ignorant of our true nature. And in this awakening process, the curiosity that is going to save any one of us is to become curious, not about what the government did. That, that's important to help us see the insanity that we've been playing under, but to get curious about our true nature to come to question who are we really? You know, it's a powerful question. Who am I? Why am I here? 
What's my purpose? Because there are multiple levels that we have to go through of curiosity. There's a curious, why do I think what I think? Then there's a curiosity is, is how did I even become a thinker? What created me a thinker? And then there's that curiosity about, well, then what is the ultimate thinker that created me as a thinker? Where, where is this, this higher mind that we call? And it's not higher as in above us. It's actually our own expanded self, our, our own expanded what we are. And that to me is what we have to declassify because until we, we declassify these, these documents in our government and we see that the individual players that have created, that wreaked so much havoc, we cannot fully understand the ramifications of giving power to the government, which is to give power to our ego. Our minds have been so fragmented with so many different things that are, you know, we're in conflict in our own minds. I want this, but you know, I, I can't afford it. I want that, but you know, it, it, I, whatever it is, we, we self-sabotage ourselves all the time. So to begin this declassification aspect of these documents is to really help us understand how we have given so much power to those who have been invested in their own safety, their own security, their own benefit. And one of the most, I think, um, the scariest things that humans are going to experience, and again, I'll stick to Americans, when they start declassifying that, they're gonna go through a period of, of disbelief, denial. No, that's not true, it can't be true. No matter how much you prove it, there's gonna be many who are gonna say, those documents are fake. Um, because right. only only what supports their idea is is, is accurate. Everything else is fake. Of course, yeah. When we begin to look at all of this stuff and to see how we have been bamboozled, one of the scariest things that is going to that we're all going to have to face is the question: Why did I allow this to happen? And we have to come in to that place inside of us where we're going to have to admit to ourselves, we allowed others to control us because we don't know who we are. Yeah. That's gonna be a very scary, but yet pivotal time in everybody's consciousness for the questioning, who am I? Who am I really? Right, and, and you know, this is, this is a, an important point um, as you and I have, have, have shared before, and I've talked with you about this is for the first 40 years of my life, I, I lived according to what I, I thought were the requirements imposed on me from outside. And in the process of doing that, I got further and further and further and further and further away from the truth of who I am to the point where I eventually started getting really pissed off and resentful because I could see other people, certain other people in the world who seemed to know who they were, who seemed to know what they were here to do. And I had no clue. So when I, when I came to that realization and I got angry, as you said earlier, that's, I think, was the turning point for me because then I said, to hell with this. I'm not, I'm not abiding by your rules anymore. I'm going to figure out who I am. And so now the next, well, it's been another 20 plus years. 
I'm, I, I spend the time learning and finding out who I really am and discovering that who I really am is pretty damn amazing. And it's, uh, it's something that I, yeah, you're right. I think people are going to be pissed off as they, as they begin to understand that they've been lied to and that they have allowed themselves to hide the truth of who they are. But the beautiful part is now they get to find out who they are. Wow. Now they get to reconnect to that sovereign, beautiful, uh, energetic, divine, magnificent being that they truly are. And they're going to bring that light into the world. So everything is yeah. going to change from now on. It, it has to. Um, and again, once we know that the, the light has already won because light is all there is. And darkness is nothing more than absence of light. So it, it, there, there's only a source of light. There, there is no darkness sun out there. There's, you don't turn on the dark switch. There's just an absence of the light. We turn on the light switch. And when, when we begin to illuminate our minds about what has been happening in our government, it really is going to open up Pandora's box. Because when you, when you see that somebody that you trusted lied to you, that somebody that you trusted hurt others, that somebody that you trusted taxed you to use your money to hurt others, to help themselves, to prop themselves up. When we enter in, into the realm of how we have been used to fund, to support, to wreak havoc on this planet, we are also going to go through a major period of, of um, I'm going to say, shame. You know, the American people, when, because I went through this, when I realized that by letting my ego run my life, I was so greedy. I was selfish. It was all about line, what Lina gets. It, I didn't take into account other people's feelings or nothing like that. When I did things, sure, I wanted to do things for others and be nice. But in the back of my mind, there was always, how is this going to benefit me? How, how is this going to position me? Uh, people are going to look at me and say, oh, my gosh, we can count on her. All of that was feeding that egoic sense of self. So when we begin to see that because we were trusting by not questioning those who bamboozled us with a nice little slick story about how wonderful they were and how they were going to take care of this, that or the other, we are going to experience a collective, a collective shame, a collective guilt. A collective sense of, oh my gosh, that you mean the billions of dollars that we have worked for, that we have paid in taxes, that we gave to the government to do these good things, they've been doing horrendous things with. This, this, these declassification documents are going to send us down a massive. I mean, it's like we pulled a string on on a sock, and the whole sock is going to unravel. But but this is just where we're starting. It's yeah. gonna, this is going to go deep. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, individual and collective shame and, um, and, and anger and guilt and all the rest of it. But thank God there are people like you and me who have, have already elevated ourselves. And we understand that the people who are going to feel this shame aren't really they they did the best they could with the information they had available to them at the time exactly 
yes, I want you to take responsibility for your choices, absolutely. And I want you to love yourself and forgive yourself and be gentle with yourself because, hey, look, we all went through this. We all went through it. Let's be mutually compassionate and loving with each other because that's the only thing that's going to keep us moving forward into the light. We can feel some shame and then turn ourselves around, but don't dwell on that shame. Don't stay there, whatever you do. Absolutely. And, and that is so key. What you just said is so key. And one of the reasons for me, I absolutely know in, in every fiber of my beingness that the one teacher who gave us the best example that we, we are to follow is, is Jesus. In the simple statement, when he was being crucified and the, the, the deep state at the time that, that was you know, impeaching him, if you will, you know, putting him on the cross and we're gonna get rid of you. Um, in the midst of this, what could be considered a horrific experience, the love in his heart was so pure and the love in his heart was pure because he knew that we're all fractals of one another. We're all fractals of the same one source. Yep. And in the statement, you know, forgive them. Forgive them know not they know what they, what they do. Were doing. Yes, what they're doing in yep. that statement is the most powerful, unconditional statement of love that we could possibly ever say to exactly. anybody, including to ourselves. Forgive yep. ourselves. We didn't know what we were doing. We were under the spell. And that is, you know, maybe maybe we'll, our next conversation will, well, we'll see what's going on in the world in two weeks, but um, <laughs> we'll definitely, I would love for us to focus on, on the forgiveness piece because most people don't, I did not understand forgiveness until I studied it from the Course in Miracles. And it is so not what the world teaches. Exactly. It so it's, completely it's a, opposite. It's a powerful, powerful tool that we have available to us. Um, it has been taught by sages and teachers and gurus and, and godly people from, from the beginning of time. And we still don't really understand it. Uh, and I think you're right. I think it's a great topic for us to talk about. So we will then wrap up this conversation that has been, as always, so much fun to have this yep. conversation with you. We we can just go to any topic and we always come back to the to the basic, simple essence, the core of what I'll call capital T truth. And that's that at the end of the day, we are really we're all one essence expressing itself individually, fractals of the same one whatever you want to call wherever fractals come from. Yeah, yeah I like I like this term. Um, and, and yeah, uh, I, I, what, the way I like to say it, and I know you have your own words, but my words are, we are all divine, magnificent, unlimited beings of light and love. And we just happen to be sharing a human experience. Yeah. So don't let the humanity of your experience keep you from the divinity within. That's, mm -hmm. that's what our message is really. It is, it is. And, and, you know, even in these conversations where we talk about, we can't believe that they could have done this, blah, 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 blah. You and I always come back to the same place. We're sharing information to help people wake up, but we come back to the same place, yeah. forgiveness and love them. And, and this is all for the greater good of all. So because of that, I love these conversations with you. So thank you for being such a divine, magnificent being and a fabulous example of what happens when we do that in our work. 
um, yeah. because, you know, we're still doing it. We're still doing it. So. And thank you to you too, Lina. And thank you to everybody who watched and who's watching the recording. Love, light, and blessings on your journey. Absolutely. We, we really, truly are magnificent. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.